Hey there, listener, and welcome back to another episode of I Statement. I'm your host, Angela, and I hope you're having a wonderful day, wonderful week. It is, for me, a Friday right now, so it is the end of the week, getting ready to relax for the weekend, which is always something that I look forward to. Uh, And today, coming in kind of off the cuff (laughs) um, with an idea that I had that I really wanted to put out into the world and talk a little bit more about. Um, It's related to career services, which obviously most of you know is my uh, profession. It's my occupation right now. Um, I do work with students to, you know, plan career, uh, job search, internship search, graduate school prep, uh, resume, cover letter review, things like that. But a unique experience that kind of happened to me a little a little bit ago sparked an idea for a further conversation, and I'm just excited to talk about it with y'all today. Um, and so basically what happened <laughs> was I, so over the past couple of weeks, I've been coordinating with an organization to support uh, incoming first-year students to Boston University from a specific cohort. And I've been working with them to uh, perfect their resumes, having one-on-one meetings with them, introducing them to networking and what they can do as kind of early undergraduates to get their networking skills more refined and just general kind of career readiness, introduction to our office so that they feel welcome when they come to campus and, you know, just overall supported. And something that I did when I first met them was I created a Jamboard it's probably the teacher and me, <laughs> um, to get some feedback from them on what they're studying or what they hope to learn while they're at BU if they haven't declared a major. And I also asked them if they had any Boston-specific questions because I know maybe they're interested in career things, but I know <laughs> I was a first year too. And just getting reacquainted with somewhere, you know, totally new. They're from the South, so this is totally going to be new for them. New England is a place where many of them haven't been before. And so I, you know, asked them, what kind of questions do you have about Boston? Is there anything that I can answer for you? And they had, you know, a range of questions, but a popular one was food. (laughs) Where do you get food? What's good places? Anything that I should check out or anything that, you know, you recommend? And so I pointed them to a Instagram page that I absolutely love and that I use myself to find food in Boston, like good local eats. It's called at Sacha.eats. Sacha's wonderful. The content is amazing. It's very quick, quick snippets. Um, She'll focus on like certain cultures and certain styles of food, anywhere from, you know, the best Vietnamese breakfast to a new Mexican restaurant that opened up and literally everywhere in between. It's amazing because I am always at a loss for where to go beyond, you know, my normal go-to places. Uh, So her page has even been helpful for me. And so I introduced that to the students a couple weeks ago. They were super happy. I met with them again uh, very recently this week, and I kind of forgot about the food page. I kind of forgot that that was something that I pointed them toward. And as we started our conversation, the first thing that they said was, I love that food page. Thank you for sending that. It is amazing. (laughs) We all keep kind of talking about different places and looking at places, and it was just kind of a wholesome experience and it reminded me to focus more on the little things, uh, things you might not think about, things that don't seem that important in the moment but that kind of come back to you or come full circle and provide 
somebody with greater support than what it is you're even offering in the first place. So that was really awesome. And uh, that made me think about the sort of relationship between past jobs and past experiences that we've had and what we're currently doing now. At least for me, it made me think of that. It made me think of what some might deem the less important things or the less applicable or relevant or even like significant experiences that, you know, you've had or um, have participated in and then what you're currently doing now. And I just like need to affirm the fact that my favorite thing that I've ever done, my favorite job that I've ever had to this day, and I had it starting almost six years ago now, uh, was my job at a greenhouse. I absolutely love that job. (laughs) I think about it almost literally almost every single day. And that's not to be like, I'm longing for it, like, I'm, I'm not happy that I don't have it anymore. It's more of an appreciation for having it and being able to take part in it. So, a little bit of context, I, going into my senior year, so summer before my senior year of high school, I took a job at a local greenhouse in my hometown, uh, Gresick Farms, <laughs> and I, going into it, it was my first, like, professional job. I worked at kind of between part and full-time during that summer, and just all summer long, I got to be outside. I got to be surrounded by plants. I love plants. (laughs) I got to work with, you know, vegetables and packing community-supported agriculture shares, and I got to talk with people. I got to recommend them different products and different flowers and veggies and tell them what was in season, tell them what we grew, and just really be around like fresh produce, nature, greenery, get your hands dirty and it was fine because it was your job and it didn't really matter. You could get dirty, you could just get in the in the grit of it, in the thick of it. And I loved that job. I it's the job where I have had my most challenging conversations with people. I think it's made me more patient and more flexible and it's also helped me to reach out for help because I there wasn't really, like, growth opportunities, but I definitely was an employee who took more responsibility, and I did more in a shorter amount of time than some of my other coworkers did uh, as they got their job, and so I, you know, people would come to me and ask me questions, whether that was customers or coworkers, and I had to be kind of dexterous, you know, is this a situation where I call my supervisor, my manager? Do I go and get another coworker? How can I appease this customer? Do I have the information? So there's a lot of decision making and quick thinking and just overall interpersonal interactions that I had never really had before. And I, I just think back on it as such a grounding and supportive experience that I got to have during my summer before senior year of high school. And so I kind of worked throughout, you know, that time period. I went back, let's see, I don't think I went back uh, between summers where I, I only went home for one summer of college, or maybe I didn't even go home. I can't even remember anything. (laughs) Um, But no, I didn't work there over any other summers. But I did get to go back and work there when the pandemic started. 
I came home from studying abroad. I wanted to work. I didn't want to sit at home uh, safely. And we were doing um, curbside orders, curbside like grocery orders and packing, same thing for plants. And so I just remember kind of on a whim calling them up, do you need work? (laughs) And they were like, yes, we are absolutely swamped, like to a point where we didn't think we would be so busy just because we were in a pandemic. And people were really taking advantage of, you know, local produce, flowers, products, whatever it was, but then also being able to just order it online, get it curbside, pick it up at their convenience, and be on their merry way. So it was awesome. I got to go back. I got to be around people who I've known for a while. I know the people who work there. It was really great. I got to see new faces, which was amazing, and it really helped the pandemic feel less, like, sheltery in place, and I know I was very fortunate enough to be healthy enough to go and do that and go and partake in that. Thank you so much, fire in EMS. <laughs> um, I'm really fortunate to have been, again, healthy enough and not have an immunocompromised family where I could go and take part in that and actually choose to be out in the world. And it was so good for my mental health, being able to see people. And one particular day while I was there during the pandemic, I had a customer come and she kind of stayed in her car and I just being me being the way that I am I was kind of perusing the parking lot and I noticed them and I sort of went up you know was masked everything and I said oh like how may I help you do you folks need anything and she said that she was severely immunocompromised however she really wanted flowers like she was missing her flowers she gets them every year And so, through quick exchanges between her car and me, (laughs) I was able to go to the greenhouse, and she didn't know the names of the flowers, but I was able to go and figure out what it was that she wanted. I was able to come to her car and show her some things. I was able to kind of ask her, you know, does this work with this? Because she was making, like, flower boxes and big window planters, and we got to coordinate, you know, the color matching and just also types of plants that would you know, work well and be compatible together in a window box, depending on light, you know, sun exposure, location, things like that. And we worked it out, got her all of her plans. I brought them to her car and she was just the most grateful. And I was happy to do it, right? It wasn't extra for me. It was just part of my job and just a different way of doing my job. But she was unbelievably grateful. She wrote me a thank you note and like delivered it a week later. And I was just... I was over the moon and I, it it was little things like that that really made the experience so impactful and so rewarding. And I just think about that job and how happy I was, how much I loved it, how days didn't feel super long, you know, eight hour days really went by super fast. Um, And that might just be, you know, also because I do love being outside. I love nature. I love plants. I love produce. I love the summer and the spring that could be part of it, but I also think it was just the environment and that happiness. I've never just felt so rewarded from a job ever, like, ever since. (laughs) And I, I, I think that's all to say, you know, what you're, what you're doing now or what you're pursuing, quote unquote, professionally or for your career, it's okay if that's not your most favorite job. I feel like we, you know, kind of, glamorize the idea of a dream job and I have everything and I got into a role at this amazing huge company and 
that's awesome. Like, that's so awesome. I have a great job. I really do. I like where I work. I like what I do. I get to work at a big private research university. I get to serve a very broad, very diverse student population, which is something that I've always wanted to be able to do. I wanted to get away from a small college a little bit and focus on a broader, grander scope of career services, and I get to do that. It's sort of a a dream job, but I think back and I'm like, you know what? It's not my favorite job. It's not the job that has given me the most joy and the most just pure ease and happiness, I guess. <laughs> and I think we don't we don't talk about that enough. We don't place emphasis on that really fun part-time job that you may have had with an excellent crew because it's not relevant or it's not related to what it is that you're studying and it's not going to help you land this big wig job at a super big company. But to diminish that experience and to not talk about it is such a disservice to our character and soft skills that we can bring to the table and even hard skills that we can market to employers and future job prospects and networks. And I wish there was a rewritten narrative on the the impact and the the great things that part-time jobs, even full-time jobs you may have had that aren't directly related, uh, side projects or side gigs and side hustles. I just wish there was a greater emphasis on how great those can be and how rounding of our character they can be. Some of those first jobs are how we got into certain fields. They're how we, you know, learned how to talk with people and collaborate and make sense of hard situations and figure out what it is that we value and what we can also bring to the table. And so I wish there in career and just, you know, recruiters, hiring, all that kind of space as well, just a greater emphasis on all that people can bring to the table, even from something that's not related, something that might be deemed in the greater scheme of things as small or insignificant. My job at a greenhouse was not insignificant. <laughs> I can name many flowers and I love that about myself. I can identify seasonal produce. I know how to take care of certain plants and certain uh, other species of plants and, and vegetables and fruits and things like that. I know how to talk to people and I know how to figure out a way around a situation that we can't meet in the moment and find a different solution or figure out a path to the solution they want, even if it's not as straight and narrow as the one that they originally envisioned. It's how I learned to communicate with people. It's how I learned to meet people where they are and address needs and have a productive conversation. And to not acknowledge that is almost being fake about what I'm able to do now and who I am, right? So I, as a career professional, I'm constantly encouraging students to think back to those kind of early uh, forming experiences, those foundational experiences, because they can mean so much and they might be so much more than a part-time job or a quick side hustle or volunteer opportunity. And we need to recognize that. We need to be more transparent about that and supportive of that and figure out how to transfer those skills and that experience in a meaningful way as students navigate job searching, cover letter writing, resume writing, networking, all of those different aspects of career progression and future, you know, thinking. 
So I wanted to get that out there. I think we need to emphasize the small, the insignificant, I'm using air quotes, <laughs> um, and those foundational experiences and those early experiences because they can, they can mean so much. That part-time job can mean so much, could have been so influential, and we need to, we need to uplift that. We need to praise that and support that and encourage that. So that's what I came on here to say today. I have a feeling that some of my listeners will relate to that. I think there's so much shared experience in in this, and I hope that you're able to find ways to think positively and talk positively about that past job, that unrelated job, that part-time, what some may deem insignificant or small thing, and lift it up in a way that shows the amazing individual and professional that you are, and that can spread uh, a narrative and a wave of mutual support around these other occupations that we have that aren't our current job or our dream job or in a, you know, really amazing field. So I hope you have a wonderful weekend, a wonderful evening, afternoon, wherever you are, wherever you're at, and I will see you next time.